0: Hello everyone, welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Hoss Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is all about marriage, the essential union between man and woman. My goal is to help young men find a girlfriend and build a marriage worth having. Do that alongside the Purpose Podcast, a Sunday series where I try to help young men find and fulfill their purpose. Uh, Today, we are going to have a rather quick episode. Uh, Wednesdays are my busiest days. Uh, Obviously, I should quit procrastinating, but... um, probably not gonna happen anytime soon so um but anyway uh so gonna be a quick episode today a little bit of a baby update everything's going fine we were very very blessed uh from the shower the diaper party and and we still have gifts rolling in which is uh, rather astonishing um you know so a lot of times i feel like i don't really deserve that i know it's not for me but uh you know people blessing uh blessing our family and uh Hopefully we can give back by raising uh, a decent child. So uh, thank you, everybody, if you have uh, given us a gift, Um, even if you haven't, if you've given us your time or uh, thoughts and prayers, whatever that might be, thank you to everybody who has uh, given us anything for this adventure that we're about to go on. I am still uh, very excited for it. I've made a promise, and I will keep to that promise that I will be honest about how it actually is. Uh, I don't think it's going to be uh, the death of all things uh Fun and enjoyable, like some people claim it to be uh some people have eased up on their uh on their rhetoric a little bit, but um I am very confident that I think it's going to go very well and uh I think it's going to be a good transition, and everything will be good so uh today I am still going to kind of uh continue on this trend of using Jocko to make our marriages better uh I think that that is uh a really good something really good to do uh I've I've talked about it a couple times of why you should why you should use Jocko um why you should uh use Jocko or other business books business leadership team books uh whatever you might whatever you might call them uh self-help books I I tend not to use uh self-help uh because that's kind of like a whole industry when you get into something like atomic habits or something like that i don't don't know i've never actually read that book but um there's some books that just don't really the self-help industry is kind of weird it's very self-aggrandizing and a lot of times they just don't they don't give you any actual help like self-help books you can read them and uh i i i've never actually read uh atomic habits but it it's something that (laughs) um i've heard from other people that it's like It's all just incredibly obvious and maybe if you just don't have any of that in your life um you know maybe it'll help but uh some of these books really are just incredibly obvious like there's no reason to even waste your time on them so be leery of of books in general and what you give your time to Uh, i typically have a rule where I get, um, you know, 10, 20 pages into it. And just, if I don't think that I'm going to get anything out of it, I just set the book down. Uh, I don't read the whole book for the one page that might have something. I know some people do. I've heard that on plenty of podcasts where they're like, you read the whole book and try to find the one thing on the one page that'll change your life. I don't do that. Uh, there are plenty of books. Ideas are not novel. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing that i kind of in my Christianity, I've, I've really had to embrace of, Uh, a lot of people have lived life. A lot of people have, um, there's so many humans that have lived on the face of the planet. Things don't really change all that much, especially amongst humans and human relationships. Uh, there's probably been, uh, whatever you're about to read has been said probably a million times before and probably 10 or 12 times better. So if you're not feeling it, if you're not into it, throw it, not, don't throw it out, but put it on the shelf leave it up there maybe your kids will get something out of it as long as you have determined it's not trash um you know leave it on the shelf uh be willing to to walk away so uh the reason that i'm kind of stalling here um i've got two little jocko uh discipline equals freedom um excerpts that we're going to try to apply to our marriage uh i i started with one and the reason you heard a bunch of page flipping is because i remembered another that i had read a couple times that I think applies to marriage as well. And they're going to be kind of similar. So um, we're going to start with uh, Jocko Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. If I can manage this book. Sorry, it's a really large book and I've got a very small microphone space. I need to get me one of the arms that frees up the space in front of me. Uh, that's on the to-do list to buy. I should have put that on the baby registry and just like told people it was something for the kid. <laughs> um, that's what I should have done. Okay, so this is going to be Jocko uh, Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual Expanded Edition, uh, page 24 until the end. Uh, Something I saw in combat that I later tried to train out of people was a tendency to relax once the primary objective of a mission was complete. I tried to train that out of them because you can't relax until the entire mission is complete. In training, we always attack the platoons hard on their primary objective, but we always attack them even harder after they left the main target. Once the platoons were patrolling back to base, when their minds had already gone home and quote-unquote turned off, uh, that's when we would bring it to them, hit them from multiple angles with all kinds of mayhem, so they would develop the attitude and the muscle memory to keep going until the end. And even when they got back to base, we would retest them so they would, so they had to begin planning again. It wouldn't stop. That's the mentality I wanted to instill in them. It is never finished. You always have more to do. Another mission, another task, another goal, and the enemy is always watching, waiting, looking for that moment of weakness, looking for you to exhale, set your weapon down, and close your eyes, even just for a moment. And that's when they attack. So don't be finished. Be starting. Be alert. Be ready. Be attacking. Be relentless. Let the enemy stop. Let the enemy rest. Let the enemy finish. You don't finish. Don't stop. Don't rest not until the enemy is completely destroyed, and even then, turn your focus inward on yourself and take the opportunity not to rest, but to make yourself better, faster, smarter, stronger. Because with those goals, nothing is ever finished. Intense, Um, I will admit. uh, If you are a Navy SEAL and you're about to get hyped up to go into battle or go to war, um, that that hits a whole lot differently. You read that from... Uh, kind of a civilian context in my uh, suburban home um, with the doors locked and just had homemade pizza and I'm chilling with the heater on, uh, living a very nice life. It's like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little hardcore. It is. It is hardcore. Um, This is why we have to (laughs) use these excerpts and relate them to the struggles that we do face, um, which is exactly what we're going to do here today. Uh, Number 1 I, I would like to I want to define the enemy here. Um when we're talking about uh you know war when we use war language uh, another mission uh, be relentless uh that's when they attack. Uh you know what is it uh looking for you to exhale set your weapon down um you know when you when you read the Bible I actually uh I believe I haven't read the Bible completely but um, I do believe there is language you know uh equating especially like the armor of god to to war um and there's a place for that, and I'm not saying that this is like godly text here in in Jocko, but um we want to define um what we're talking about when we try to use language like this and we try to apply it to certain situations, we need to define what we consider our enemy, our weapon um what we consider exhaling, uh, what we consider the attack to be for me in the marriage. When I read this, uh, the, the attack is always, um, some sort of, for me, it's always some sort of misunderstanding or, um, some sort of miscommunication between my wife and I, um, or it's some sort of resentment that has cropped up some sort of unnecessary anger. Uh, you could also call that the enemy, the enemy and attack are kind of the same thing. Uh, maybe maybe the enemy is that miscommunication, that resentment, and the attack is, is the way that it manifests. So uh, she starts getting short with me or, um, you know, maybe slams the door really hard or whatever it might be. Um, define those as you may, uh, enemy or attack. Um, but I want it to be clear that I'm not reading this in a sense of your wife being the enemy. Uh, the enemy is not your wife. The enemy is... Uh, Whatever miscommunication and anger and bad emotions that get between you and your wife. Uh, And here, I think that the enemy is also uh, complacency. So, you know, we're fighting complacency by talking about the enemy. But in a marriage, I think the enemy is oftentimes complacency. When I see people that really have some large marriage issues, they get very, very uh, complacent. And it's, uh, it's not good. Um, most of the time they get complacent. Maybe they think that they're in a, in a, in a good spot, uh, and they're just not, or they are so tired of having the arguments, having the discussions. They don't know how to work through them that they just kind of give up. Uh, hear a lot of times I don't, I don't want to out any family here. Um, there's only been like one divorce in my family, so I guess there's not really any way around it, but, um, you know, I'd heard one time that, uh, the, these people that had gotten divorced um that they had never fought like they and, and i don't know if this is true please don't come I at me. Mean, it's just a lesson um but i had heard like there was never much of a fight like they didn't you know remember any large arguments and i've actually heard that from like a lot of people like oh my parents never really fought and just one day they were divorced now that goes the other way there are the parents who yell and scream and fight all the time and And then they end up divorced. There's the couples who yell and scream and fight all the time. And then they make up for a week or two and then they get, you know, uh, broken up. But I've heard a lot and it seems to hold true that a lot of couples, when they get divorced, they almost never uh, talk about things. And then one day it snaps or honestly, an even better representation is they never talk about something for a month or two months and it snaps in that month or two months. And because it's such a large explosion, nothing gets dealt with, and then it's easier to put it away. Um, I, I I've seen this. Th- this is probably the. This is probably the. Yeah, how do I how do I do this without outing people? Um, yeah. Between uh, you know parents, friends, um, other family that I've seen. What I see most of. Is something doesn't get dealt with? Not forever. Um, people still fight, but they end up in really, really bad arguments. Uh, and because the argument is so tense, so aggressive, it never gets dealt with. It's or or maybe there's like one step towards progress, but it's a very begrudging step. Um, you know, a lot of people, if <laughs> it, a lot of people are very uh, befuddled at why I um, heart might might be the wrong word, but why I consistently push DLn on certain things, you know if I have a buddy or a friend or somebody that we're you know we're talking about our lives or um you know whatever the case might be, um, or even what I've said on here, I, I get pushback on you know well, you know you shouldn't argue with her about uh money or nutrition or whatever it is once a week. well, <laughs> the reason I do that is so that I don't have to have a very large argument. Uh, once every two months and have it blow up if i can make slow little progress um throughout the week and sometimes it doesn't work but uh you know once a week talking about it talking about the issues uh, and this goes for myself too not just for my wife um, if we can make slow small progress with one uncomfortable conversation every single week uh that saves us from the very very large blow up that we have that we don't have, but that saves us from the very, very large blow up that some couples have every two months or every two weeks or every month. Um, Dylan and I really don't have a lot of that. I mean, we really, really don't. Um, I don't want you to think that like, I'm not lying to you. Uh, some of the worst blow ups we have literally last, maybe I think the last really, like just very frustrating moment that I had with her. um, it lasted maybe an hour maybe um now again we have week long frustrations i mean there there are there are things that we get frustrated about and we deal with them throughout weeks but i'm talking about the big arguments the one where you know everybody's mad at each other we don't talk to each other for a little bit um people say things that they don't that they don't mean or somebody starts crying those kind of arguments and if you've been in a relationship you've probably had one or two at least um those kind of things, we really don't have them. And, I, and I'm very firm in the fact that I believe it's because we talk about them regularly. Uh, what this is talking about until the end, um, he's saying don't ever breathe. Uh, don't ever, and that's <laughs> this is figurative, not literal. If you're in an argument, you should step away, breathe. Yes, you get what I'm saying. Um, but don't ever take a day off. Never take a day off. Um, Until your mission is complete, until you have ended your marriage um, by either death or death, um, hopefully if you're in a marriage, um, until death do you part, do not relax. Um, Do not um, think that you can set your, your weapon of good constructive conversation or iron sharpening iron in your marriage or honestly your weapon is service, ownership. Um, don't think that you can set your weapon of, of service and ownership or the multitude of weapons that you that you have against the enemy of uh complacency and divorce and resentment and and anger and hate. Um don't set your multitude of weapons down uh for not even one day. And I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people. It truly is an everyday thing. Um, you know, when people say don't go to bed angry, there's a lot of contention around that. Uh, There is a lot of contention around that phrase. I tend to sometimes agree with it. Sometimes I don't agree with it. Um, You know, sleep is very important. You're not going to be all of a sudden in a better state of mind uh, if you lose sleep all evening. Um, And there are some arguments where it's worth it to stay up and talk about it. There are some where it's better to breathe, take a step, get up the next day. It It may be better for the argument to let it breathe. I'm not saying argue till the death. Um, I'm not saying argue every single day. Um, Pick and choose. But the the statement, go to bed angry. The one, or uh, (laughs) go to bed enraged, just mad before you get into bed. I sleep better that way, I guess. Um, The statement, don't go to bed angry. The one thing that I do like about it is it it makes it an everyday thing. Uh, It makes it to where you're, if if you follow that, let me put it this way. If you follow that, at the very least, um, you hopefully, Either you'll be very sleep-deprived or you won't have these uh, arguments that string on throughout days or you won't be pissed off for, for weeks or months about something that needs to be discussed. If you truly follow that saying, again, I have my issues with the saying, there are times where it's best for both of us just to go to sleep and, and talk about it the next day because we're not going to care nearly, nearly as much. Uh, we're both going to be more willing to take ownership. We've had a nice rest. I don't take the, I don't take the saying literally personally, but what I do like about it is that it, it puts it on you for it to be an everyday thing. So, uh, until the end, don't ever, don't ever get complacent because next thing, you know, um, next thing, you know, it's, it's two years later, uh, you and your wife haven't been on a date. Um, you know, it's been two months and you haven't had sex or whatever it might be. Um, you look up and you've got so much more. To repair. I'm going to read this um, as well. This is a second excerpt from uh, Discipline Equals Freedom, Jocko Willing, Discipline Equals Freedom, Field Manual, Expanded Edition, uh, page 64. This is every day. This isn't a part-time gig. This isn't punch the clock and go home for the day. You don't get weekends off. No. Here, there's no such thing as a weekend. This is an everyday gig. Every day is a Monday. And you might not like that. Me, I love it. To me, every day is a beginning, a new day, a new week, a new shot at life, an opportunity to come out of the gate like a man possessed and attack the day, like a man possessed and attack the day, without mercy. Today, I'm taking scalps. I'm putting the pressure on. I'm the aggressor. I'm on the attack. And of course, I will get tired. I will get beat up. I will get knocked down and drained and I will have some bad days, but I will not stop again. Very intense. Uh, You will be an absolute killer. If you walk into the CrossFit gym and read this every day, Um, if you walk into the jujitsu mats every single day, um, this applies to your marriage. I'm here to tell you that just because he says I'm taking scalps and it's so intense, this still has value in your marriage. It's what I just talked about Uh, when he says I'm taking scalps uh, that's figurative language for, um, I'm, I'm taking, you know, no prisoners, you know, some of the most violent stuff, um, that has ever happened in history, taking of scalps. Um, uh, you're going to go into your marriage every single day and this complacency, this anger, this resentment, um, you're going to destroy it every single day. How do you do that? You live a life of service. You serve your wife. You take ownership of the issues. Um, I will get tired. I will get beat up. I will get knocked down and drained, and will have some bad days. Of course, there are days to where I don't take any scalps that day. The anger, um, the resentment, the complacency gets to me. Um, this isn't saying you're going to win every day. This is saying that you're going to get up every day with the intention of winning the day uh, and and taking scalps on on the enemies. And you can absolutely do that. Uh, do that in your marriage. It, 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 he says it. This is not a part-time gig. Uh, Something I really want to, whoever is listening, um, however many of you may be listening, something that I really want to drill into your head is that you have promised your whole entire life to this woman, whether you think you have or not. And if you're a woman, it goes the exact same the other way. Okay. You have promised what you have done. If you've gotten married in America, okay, at the very least, um, and if you're listening to this show, I know you didn't have some weird other cultural wedding. I don't think I'm there yet where I've got people of different cultures listening. Um even if you have, hopefully the idea is that in front of God, in front of all the people whether you believe in God or not, you did it in front of God. Um but in front of God and in front of all the people that are sitting at your wedding or if you're getting eloped in front of the justice of the peace, um whatever the hell his authority has. Um but to your wife and to yourself in front of all those people and God. You have promised, uh, whether you meant it or not, don't know. But you have promised that you're going to live the rest of your life in service to this woman. That is what you have done, okay? Whether you mean it or not, I don't know. But at the very least, it's what you did, okay? And if your word means anything, hopefully you live up to that. It doesn't say, well, I promise, but um, it doesn't say, well... I promise but um not if you piss me off enough. It doesn't say any of that. Okay. It it doesn't. I don't know what vows you read, mine didn't. Um mine didn't say it. there was no clause in there for um whatever it might be and again, there are extraneous factors abuse yada yada yada. Yes, I get it. Okay. Um not in this discussion right now. Um but just being angry there's nothing in the in the vows about you getting to get out if you're angry. Um, that goes all the way to even affairs, even um, to unfaithfulness. I hate to tell you, but it does. It doesn't say, um, I do unless you cheat. It doesn't say that. <laughs> it doesn't say that at all. Um, this is the promise you have made. Okay? Now, it's the same issue with religion, but... Um, we When we talk about eternity, your marriage isn't even for eternity um your relationship with christ is, but um for the rest of your earthly life, you have promised somebody that you would do something okay that can go either really good it can either be really positive for you or really miserable um and if you hold to that promise um it's gonna go one of those two ways and and it will be a it will be a net positive i believe if you actually hold to the promise uh, I believe it'll be a net positive no matter what trials you go to. You go through um but why would you not wake up every day you just made a promise that for the rest of your earthly life um you were going to live and be in service to this woman and if your word means a damn thing at all okay and hopefully this appeals to women too but i mean i'm really trying to get to the men here okay um would it would it mean anything more to you if you shook her hand I mean, what is your handshake worth? What is your word worth? I know that sounds awkward, like shaking my wife's hand at the wedding, but um, the type of men that I know that listen to this, at the very least, what does that mean to you? What is your word? What does your handshake mean to you? Okay, um, typically those handshakes are for uh, month-long deals. You're, you're shaking a hand with a buddy or they're bets um, and you hold to them. You just promised your entire life to this woman. Um you should take that seriously, and every single day, because it affects the rest of your life. Every single day, you should be focused on making that go as well as humanly possible. Um, you should. This is this is why, you know. Obviously, Christ gets eternity, and you should try to live a, a, a Christ-filled life um, in service of Christ. Obviously, uh, well, I don't. You know, I don't know that it's that obvious. I don't. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to look down to you. I'm just saying, obviously, because um it's it's not what we're discussing today um but that's that's the argument um for waking up every single day in gratitude for the gift that Christ has given because it, it affects eternity, you know God's the one thing that is sovereign and and forever, okay, this is why he gets priority, I think I don't know, and maybe saying some things wrong, but um at the very least, I don't know why um or I may not be able to quote it, but God gets priority and it's because of the um, totality and the and the sovereignty of God and you are nothing to him. Um, but like the next step down from that, if you're married is the fact that you have promised your entire earthly life, all that you can give on this planet, you've, you've promised it to God and then her and you're going to take Tuesday off. Tell me how that makes any sense. Um, it doesn't, I don't, I don't mean to get preachy and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this all the time. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect about it. But I'm saying that you should have an ideal. You, you, sh- you should have some sort of, of, of goal to what you're trying to do. And so many people move through in their marriages without a goal. Um, they, 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 they don't have any sort of standard in their marriage. They just let it happen to them. Um, they decide to get married and they just let it happen. I'm saying that your standard should be every single day you live in service to your wife, Every single day, doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday, a Thursday, doesn't matter if they're off traveling, if you're off traveling, um, there is no zip code restriction to if your three zip codes away, uh, you get to be a, a you know a shitty husband. That's not how it goes. Okay? Every single day. Because you have promised, because your promise hopefully means something to you, um, you need to live in service of your wife. You need to look the enemy in the face. The enemy is complacency, anger, resentment. Um... And you need to take scalps that day. You need to destroy it that day. Whatever argument you're having with your wife, you need to have it. Whatever discussion you need to have it in a way that that kills those, not feeds them. Okay. Whatever problem you're trying to solve with your wife, you need to handle it in a way that kills those. That takes their scalps, takes names. Um, you need to be the aggressor against those guys. Uh, this argument that I'm having, even though the contention is with her, the enemy is not. The enemy is the contention, not her, okay? There's a disagreement between you two. The enemy is not her. The enemy is the disagreement, and it's you and her trying to fix it um, every, 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 every single day. I cannot say this enough. Um, this is, this is an, again, part of the issue with uh, quote-unquote finding the right person. I get very, very frustrated um, when I hear somebody say that. Like, oh, I guess I just... Uh, not necessarily like younger people like especially if you're pre-married like oh i hope i can find the right person yes valid i hope you can find the right person i hope you find a person that uh maybe not the right person i hope you find a good person to get married to i hope you find a good wife i get very angry um not angry that's kind of a bad word um i get very frustrated and honestly i feel very sorry for guys who chalk up their divorces to yeah i just didn't find the right one um and i will say you do need to pick well um if if you if you shake hands with a business partner and you picked a shitty business partner to shake hands with uh that handshake might cost you a lot of money and time okay you do need to pick well but the promise means something and i think that the reason that guys end up in that situation where i just didn't pick the right one well number one take some ownership and uh, it's not necessarily her fault, but regardless, my point here is that if young men really understood the the responsibility that they're taking on, if they really understood the promise that they were about to make, and that it is an everyday thing, that you have to come out of the gate thinking like this, thinking as you're the aggressor um, against complacency, anger, uh, divorce, and this awful marriage culture that we have built, uh, that we live in in, in our society. Um I feel like if young men really understood that that's the way marriage needs to be handled they would take it much more seriously they would put a lot more emphasis on the person that they're dating the person that they're willing to get married to um I'm a big advocate of early marriage i think that getting married um earlier is uh is objectively better depending obviously on the person um but if you had two people who were compatible. Uh they're gonna I think be better served being married earlier than than later. Um but uh you still need to make sure that you're willing to wake up every day and and fight the fight with that person against things that break up the marriage. So that's all I've got. I know I got a little bit on my soapbox there today. Um but I'm very passionate about it. I'm I'm very passionate about it. And in the society that we live in today, it's it's very, very it it it, it hurts um, to hear men uh talk the way that they do about marriage sometimes it's it's frustrating uh to hear people that you know and love um not take it seriously it's it's frustrating to hear that every day they're not the aggressor against resentment and anger um that they don't intend to be every day um it's not upsetting to hear that they' failed I fail uh it's it's upsetting to hear that Um, they don't even approach it in that way that again, it's just something that, that just happens to them. And a lot of people lose marriages because of it. It ruins a lot of people's lives. So if you take anything from this episode, don't let it ruin yours. Um, find a wife. It is the most amazing, I I promise you, um, the most amazing things that, that come about come from, from discipline and focused intention, uh, and consistency, uh, your relationship with Christ. You have to be disciplined okay you have to have focused intensity on what you're learning on what you're thinking about uh, resisting temptation uh, and being obedient you you have to have a focused disciplined intensity to really get the most out of that relationship with Christ uh, not to step it down to something that's almost not even comparable but but working out okay if you want to be extremely fit and if you want to feel extremely well and give the most to your health you have to do it with unwavering discipline and consistency you can fall you can stumble but you have to be intent about it. Um, I see people all the time that go into the gym every day. I've been going to the gym for a while now. Okay. Um, I would say it's probably been about three years, uh, maybe, yeah, about three years that I've been going to the gym. Uh, Over those three years, I've been able to see people at the same gym long enough or see people that I know that have gone to the gym consistently uh, for three years. Consistency is not the only thing that matters. It matters the intent of what you're doing as well. Um, I've seen people that are very fat that still go to the gym all the time or, uh, still not as, as, as muscular and in shape as they could be. If they had the right intent and intent, if they were as aggressive as they needed to be about getting into the gym, marriage, the same thing. Okay. Same exact thing. You have to have intent. You have to be waking up that day, uh, to take scalps on, on the enemies of your marriage. Uh, and it has to be consistent and you have to be disciplined. So. I think that's all I've got, guys. Um, I may have read that on the uh, on the jo- on the on the podcast before, but I don't think I've done it in, in the terms of uh, in the terms of marriage. So, I think that's all I've got for you guys. Uh, tune in uh, to the Purpose Podcast this Sunday, and I will see y'all later. Thanks.